The future of Sports Illustrated is unclear. Sports Illustrated employees were notified today that a significant number, if not all, of their jobs were set to be eliminated by the Arena Group, the company that now owns Sports Illustrated. And there were erroneous reports, apparently, that everyone had been laid off. Pat Forty, who still works with Sports Illustrated in a variety of ways, said that not everyone has been laid off, but certainly there were layoffs. Tim Crothers is a professor at UNC who also has written for Sports Illustrated, as well as several books regarding uh, UNC women's soccer. And Tim also has written for Sports Illustrated. He joins us now. Tim, how are you? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? Not bad at all. So did whatever happened here remains unclear exactly what the future of SI is, but did the Internet make this inevitable or does some fault lie with the arena group? Well, I think the 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 cracks, the fissures began to appear long before the arena group actually took took it over. Um, we, you know, it, basically SI has been in decline, and you're right to say that the internet has something to do with that. Um, SI has never been able to figure out a model uh, like so many newspapers also uh, have struggled to struggle with it figure out a model to, uh, to create a, a way to, con- to continue to get, to get the amount of revenue necessary to, to keep functioning. And, I, you know, it's, it's, it's really, uh, unfortunately, a dinosaur in today's world that, uh, you know, that a monthly magazine covering sports, as you, as you know, is just kind of, kind of a, a, a silly venture. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you're never going to be able, you're never, you're, you're never going to be able to, uh, cover anything uh, in any sort of present-day way, and so you're left with uh, with long-form pieces, which of course I love, and I I wrote a lot of while I was at Sports Illustrated back in the day. But uh, unfortunately, we don't really live in a long-form feature sports journalism world anymore, and we talk about that a lot in my class at UNC. And uh, and so there really was there really isn't a niche for Sports Illustrated uh, anymore, uh, and they haven't been able to. To, to redefine themselves in, in a way that would that would uh, make them viable. And one of those long-form pieces, something that you wrote back, I think, in 2003 about Roy Williams, just as he was arriving at UNC Chapel Hill to become the head coach for men's basketball. Um, so we're such a society of the now in so many different aspects, and really always have been, uh, but that's going to make, as you mentioned now, a weekly publication. I mean, people want to have instant information now, and that would make the model that Sports Illustrated has had, as you mentioned, a dinosaur. And it looked like they tried to uh, shore that up with the old CNNSI network. They had a website like that, too, uh, that sure. it, that was based off ESPN.com in many ways. But just as ESPN the magazine was a takeoff of Sports Illustrated, uh, Sports Illustrated tried to do the same thing online, and it just wasn't able to keep up. No, and I, you know, part of that has to do uh, with staffing as well. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I like to think that uh, back in back when I was working there uh, in the '80s and '90s, um, you know, Sports Illustrated was the Mount Everest. Uh, there was not, there really wasn't anything um, along that that compared to it in terms of sports journalism at that time. Uh, and I would argue that there's never been another Mount, Mount Everest since Sports Illustrated started to, to decline in the 2000s and 2010. And uh, and it's just it, it, as it, there isn't that there isn't a way to sustain that without the power of 
uh, of the writers that they had, uh, and I would not include myself among them, humbly, but I, I will say that some of the greatest writers in the history of, of American sports writing worked at SI during that time, and people who are older uh, in, you know, more our generation would, would probably be willing to confirm that, but, uh, but, uh, but those writers began to, uh, to either age out or, or move to other places as they, as they saw the writing on the wall with Sports Illustrated. And without those writers, that's what always, that's always what separated along with the great photography, uh, what separated the magazine from anybody else. And, uh, once they began to, began to lose those writers and it was, you know, we've, we've, we've begun, it's begun to devolve, uh, further and further until, as you probably noticed not too long ago, uh, there was a report just a few months ago that there were AI generated stories being, being produced by Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. and that. If, if there was anything, any, if anything signaled the final, the final death knell for SI, that that's probably it, right and, there. And I guess that's how Deion Sanders wound up as the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year after he <laughs> had a four-win season in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, a favorite activity on X slash Twitter today has been, what's your fa- most iconic Sports Illustrated cover? And with the demise of Sports Illustrated, how much, however much longer it lasts. There's nothing really that can recapture that. You can't go to a website and find a front page uh, that of an important sports moment that's going to be able to stand the test of time the way Sports Illustrated covers did in various ways, whether it was Carolina winning the national championship in 82 or Duke winning it in 1991 or my favorite, Appalachian State beating Michigan in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, that... The, one of the iconic pieces of Sports Illustrated was always the cover, including the, the cover Jinx, which you could you could uh, decide for yourself whether that was sort of legit or or made up. I mean, you, there's a, you can always you can always justify a Jinx if you want to, but then there were plenty of Sports Illustrated covers that did not doom the person upon it. Um, you know, LeBron James Le- LeBron James was the chosen one, and it worked out okay for him. He didn't get Jinx, so <laughs> I think it's you know it, it just depends. Uh, on how you look at it, but certainly the yeah, certainly uh, having having a story on the cover um, during the you know, during the heyday of Sports Illustrated was 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 a highlight of a lot of a- athletes' careers, and they 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 enjoyed it. They wanted to be there. Um, it was one of the ways that we were able to to get certain athletes to be to be uh, you know, to be interviewed in the magazine, who might be otherwise tough to. The interview was the, the promise of possibly being on the cover of Sports Illustrated. That was a big deal. Yeah. And uh, again, we're sort of a different generation. My, you know, I I have a hard time in my journalism class at UNC sort of explaining to to my current students what SI really meant in the uh, in the grand scheme of things back then, um, because there isn't really anything to compare it to these days. No, it, it was like having your band on Saturday Night Live or a comedian being on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and being waved over to the couch. It was that big in terms of magnitude. And there were some athletes who stood the test of time. Of course, I think Muhammad Ali might have been on the cover more than anyone else, with Michael Mm -hmm. Jordan probably a close second. And then you had your, you know, Mark Fidriches and the guys who, (laughs) who lasted a year and didn't go on to very much prominence after that, but still had that moment in time. So. Sure. It, it's uh, it's one of those moments in time. Unfortunately, it's an institution that 
appears to be uh, fading away. That's sad. Tim Crothers' work is still up, though, and you can read what he has written over the years for Sports Illustrated, as well as catch up on his new book. You have a new book out, right, that doesn't involve sports at all, right? Well, a few years ago, I, I uh, uh, my most recent book is about uh, is about a uh, Ugandan a young girl in Uganda who became a great chess player. Disney Disney came in and made a movie of it uh, hmm. called The Queen of Katwe, K A T W E, and uh, and uh, that you know that, that when, once I left Sports Illustrated, that you you kind of search around for stories that uh, that just pop up out of nowhere that you think might might be. I mean, essentially. The, uh, the kind of story that would have been in Sports Illustrated, but I was no longer working in Sports Illustrated in 20, 2010 when I discovered that story, and uh, it would have made for a great back-of-the-book Sports Illustrated story. Instead, I ended up just uh, writing my own Sports Illustrated story without the magazine anymore, and uh, that's that's kind of what, what we're all looking for, those of us who really enjoy long-form feature journalism, sports journalism, is we're all looking for the kind of stories we call them the bonus pieces in the back of the in the back of the the, the uh, magazine. Anybody who read Sports Illustrated in the day knows what I'm talking about. The eight, ten, twelve page story at the back of the magazine that right. that uh, that was you know the reason why I started reading Sports Illustrated and loved reading it for all the years that uh, that I worked there and and a few years af- after that. Yeah. And uh, that's you know those of us who still who worked there then that's all of us are out here still trying to find those bonus pieces and uh, just writing them on our own now. Absolutely. Well, Tim, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you again, hopefully sometime soon. Take care. Sure. Thanks, Jeff.